Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And we are back for yet another fun-filled week. We hope everyone who tuned in last week enjoyed our special yearly Juggalo episode where we try to inform the world what happened in the Juggalo world. Um, There was not a lot of very topical things that happened, but we went back through the years like a kind of a retrospect and uh, we hope that people were a little more enlightened into that weird branded culture that they have. Absolutely. And of course, we are now up to episode 232 for all you primaholics out there who uh, realize this is, a prime, this is not a prime number because it's uh, even, you're correct, and it's also not very interesting. It's uh, prime factorization two times, two times, two times, 29. So we just move on from that boring ass one until next week where we get a nice new prime, juicy prime number. You know, speaking of juicy, guess what today is? Juicy day. Nope, it's National Comic Book Day. Okay. Uh, We don't usually do the uh, the national holidays or the international ones for that matter. No, Halloween's it for us, but this is an important one. But yeah, Uh, it felt like a worthy mention saying that today is National Comic Book Day, and this is being recorded on Tuesday. You're probably going to hear this when it drops on Wednesday, so know you missed this. Yep. Uh, but that is very keyed in to this week's episode because we have a special guest on this week. Uh, a few weeks ago, if you were listening, before we went over to Vermont Comic Con, you heard Jason Moulton pop on our show and talk a few moments about the higher points of the con, some of the guests, some of the events, some of the benders, some of uh, what we're going to be doing there. And we had a fun time. We got to talk to uh, a large amount of people, uh, probably more than ever. And we had a lot of good interactions where people have actually subscribed and have been interacting with us since. Yeah. And uh, we were very happy with the whole experience. And to all of you that have, thank you very much. And I hope you're listening to this one as well, Uh, especially since you're going to be getting a little more out of this episode uh, because you've experienced the con and you've experienced in all of his glory, Jay Moulton, uh, who we're actually going to be talking to again today. I guess uh, that's a good lead-in. Yeah. How about we, uh, without further ado, let's let's talk to Jason Moulton. How are you doing, Jay? Doing great. How are you guys? Just Best dandy. podcast ever. Oh well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, we we always love uh, you know loved the, the the years of the con and everything like that. Um, if I had a nickel for every time someone said that, this table would be level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 is, it is exactly. It is exactly. It's it's exactly one nickel off from being level. So we're good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, we we always have a great time uh, going out there and everything, and we're uh, glad to be talking to you today. Uh, however uh, bittersweet it may be, we're going to try to get a, a little bit of info out of you. Um, I don't know if you just want to kick right in on uh, what you're here to chat about. We don't want to necessarily hold anything too much. I know you recently had a Facebook feed that some folks may have uh, tuned into, and yep. we're hoping to get a little bit more information as to uh, you know what you're going to be talking about today. Well, we did a Facebook video earlier about our retirement. We're closing the doors to Vermont Comic Con, Vermont Horror, Green Mountain Comic Expo. Um, we, we made this decision based on a lot of factors over the last six to eight months, and we um, we decided to post that today. We didn't want to, you know, book another date. We didn't want to do another show. Um, it was a good ride. It was fun while it lasted, but it's over. Well, uh, you know, as noted, it's it's kind of. Uh bittersweet um and i always say bittersweet because i know that you've uh, mentioned that you've got some other things that you're hoping to get uh from you know your life uh out of this bit by opening the doors to some additional things but uh, i was curious if you wanted to talk about maybe what led to this decision of uh you know closing the doors to vermont comic-con and the other cons I should well say. first yeah i mean first of all you know the um we had a great meeting with an unknown per- an unnamed person yesterday in barry um when we were there discussing our our, our issues that we had, I mean, it goes everywhere from, you know, over the years to this year, 
specifically. And this year was uh, the, the year of people signing paperwork to be at the show within two days or a day or the day of set up to a week before pulling out of the show. And these are Barry businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that tended to really hurt our pride and hurt the trust that we had promoting at those places like Barry the Needle and Platinum Salon. Um, and then just pulling out with not even a week's notice uh, for really no reason. Um, none given. I know, I, I know they're not broke. We spent a lot of money on tattoos there. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten several myself. Uh, the wife's got her hair done and got tattoos at that place. So, I mean, it's, uh, it, it made me a little bullshit. And, you know, it made me very not want to trust people as far as uh, them telling me to do in the show. Um, but it was really the lack of support of the city as, as a whole. I mean, there's some people we mentioned that we love and they've strived to help us. We put that in the video. Uh, people like Justin was at the quarry. I'd go there and give them money any day. Um, Sue Higby from Studio Place Arts, um, Seth Greaves and Candace Greaves from Whimsy Vermont and Harry and Lloyd's, uh, very few other people. Uh, Stefano from Morsebog Deli, number one guy in my opinion. Um, you know, but as, as a whole, when we would do videos in people's places, they would sign the applications. Uh, yeah, we'll give you the money next week. We'll give you the money next week, and six months later, you know, they say, well, you know, it's not going to do it. Uh, you know, it kind of puts a hurt on the show because let's say we had to make up $6,000 a week before the show just in tables and about 70% of that were berry businesses well that's yeah so I mean, we didn't get the warm yeah that's that's too bad to, to hear especially coming from the local area that you're you know trying to kind of infuse a little bit of life into and you know you're hoping for that reciprocation um, we are glad to hear that there's some other ones that were you know came through but it is it is too bad that for the primarily you can understand sometimes it was a big guest name and something just didn't work with their schedule or they just you know got a little cocky or something like that and backed out that would suck as well but for the community that you're actually attempting to you know kind of infuse some business and help in uh, that's too bad to hear it is cool even as close to five minutes ago. So you mentioned like, why are you trashing Barry? We, we were trying to help. I'm like, dude, you were not trying to help. You're, you're an asshat. Seriously. Who? So when we do videos at your business, who is that? We do videos at your business. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dwell into that in a second. <laughs> when, when we go to your, when we have a ticket program that many people, maybe I'm going to come clean on a few things. We had a ticket program that people may or may not know about. We gave any business that wanted to participate, now, mind you, we're trying to bring commerce to Barry, especially because that's where the show is. Makes sense. We we try to give people tickets, and with those twenty five tickets, they keep ten dollars out of every one they sell. Or somebody comes in and makes a ten dollar purchase, they get it for for twenty bucks. So we had I don't know maybe twenty businesses in Barry doing that. We sold they collectively sold a total of eight or nine tickets. Wow. Collectively, and we had businesses that were going to sponsor us, sent us a whole thing they're going to sponsor us for. We get all set to give it the okay, and they just mess back saying, well, actually, you know what, second thought, we're not going to do that. So thank you. Thank you for those. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. Throw a dart. If it's not one of the people I mentioned, you know, it's pretty much the way it is. I mean, there's just a whole feeling of, and even when people do the Heritage Festival, Heritage Festival had an issue trying to get started this year. Um, I heard a lot of squawking about that, that people just weren't being committed, they weren't committed to it, they weren't signing up. We weren't just putting a show up on the hill. We were providing revenue in Barry, whether it's people staying in the hotels, eating in the restaurants, shopping in the stores, but they're also getting a portion, a third of our ticket money. So to that end, if, if you had a store, Scott, or Darren, and you're given all these tickets to sell, you know, you, you get $10 per ticket. I don't know of any other show that does that, but we did. 
we did. And um, it just seemed like they just, it wasn't their thing is what we heard a lot. That seems to be like Barry. <laughs> Barry's just like, Barry, yeah, it's not our thing. That's what I want to make t-shirts of. You know, there's some people that work their butts off with us. You know, I mentioned a bunch of them. Um, but it seemed like they didn't want to help us, even though we were helping them. And that, that part did kind of sting a little bit. It hurt a little bit. Um, but even the people that just flat out said, eh, go fuck yourself. You know, not, not a day after the show, they send us an email saying, hey, like, like Darren at the bicycle shop. What, what a sweetheart, huh? Didn't want to sell our tickets. Didn't want to do anything. He has bikes. People buy bikes. Our demographic, ride them all the time. I guess the person that did a video at our show that just said, hey, can we show up and shoot a video with drones? Sure. Hey, that sounds freaking awesome. Let's do that. You know, I guess he, they did a video of people cliff diving and, at one of the places that his bike trail um, goes through. So he asked for our support. He, he really he asked for our support, even though he would have nothing to do with us. But the second it had something to do with his livelihood, he wanted our help. And I did not respond to his email because it would have been so many expletives in there that I wouldn't want to. I, I just couldn't even type it. Understandable. But that's the general. That's basically the general thing that does happen when we go there. There's several people I will never give a dollar to. Like the quarry, I'll spend thousands in there. I love that place. Justin and Melissa are fantastic. They picked up our after party. After Positive Pie just refused to return phone calls and emails. We had the after party for Green Mountain at, at uh, Positive Pie. The waitresses made good money. The waiters made good money. All the staffs did very well. They said they did well. And yet they could not manage to return a phone call. Every time we stopped in, oh, the manager's not here. Well, that's convenient when you stop in about four or five days in a row but apparently the, i want that job that manager's got the best job on earth but the list goes on and on. Yeah. So if, if i walk up to you and say hey we we are trying to not only build a show in the hill but to give back money to you as a business you get ten dollars free and clear for every ticket sale you know i'd be hiring a part-timer just to make 10 bucks a clip yeah yeah because we I mean, we were there we know that the, there was the there was no shortage of a shortage of attendance those people had to get their tickets somewhere and my guess is had they had right. the opportunity to either say i mean especially when you go in you buy something anyway at a place for 10 bucks or maybe you'll decide to go and buy something for 10 bucks so you can get a ticket essentially for the same price but you end up with a 10 dollar thing out of it you'd think that people would maybe go out of their way and do a little bit of promotion or at least walk the streets because as we said i mean plenty of the people uh from around there went to that con we saw plenty of people, uh, locals who had gone, you know, both the Tunbridge Fair and uh, the Comic Con. So people right. were from the area. They weren't all uh, transplants. So it is too bad that somebody, you know, by when I, when I hear somebody say something like it's just not my thing, what I hear in my head is people saying we're too lazy to actually do that, uh, which is too bad, especially when there's money to be made. It'd be one thing if it was only pro bono, which even then I could argue, you know, people could still step up. But that's that is too bad that that happened on such a wide uh, widespread level around there. Even even uh, I'm not sure how often you visit Wonder Cards and Comics. I know, try uh, Roy, never. Roy, I try never to. <laughs> well, he sold zero tickets. Show zero, and he's a comic store. If that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no. I have some pretty strong opinions about that shop. Yeah, I miss Comic yeah. Outpost. Not my favorite person on this planet. I mean, to to have a comic store and sell exactly zero tickets. That's not trying. You know, man. Yeah. The, oh, that guy doesn't try to do anything. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, as a whole, yeah, it's embarrassing. And the person we met with yesterday, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave them unnamed because they're, they've been one of our biggest supporters, if not our biggest supporter, um, was literally in tears 
a couple days before we went to meet with them because they were instrumental in bringing us to Barry. They swore on it. They really um, backed us as much as they could, and they're spectacular. Um, they were very upset because of uh, we showed them some emails and texts and things like that of people their reasons for pulling out of the show after signing an application and after the, after our commitment to do videos at their venues pulling out, she was shocked, appalled, upset, and completely disgusted with the way we've been treated. So I, I can't say, you know, I can't say I have any, any reason to ever want to go back to Vermont. You know, I mean, yes, I'll miss the fans. The fans are fantastic. The exhibitors that showed up were fantastic. We were we, two weeks before the show. So many people in Barry pulled out. We almost went to one venue, and that for me was too many people. By yeah. the time I woke up in the morning and saw three people, and I went, "Oh my god, I got to replace all these all these people." I get a coffee, and three minutes later, three more people pull out. I'm like, "What the? Heck? It's like an epidemic." I mean, hell, we all know as promoters that right before the show is when people's dogs die, their cars break down, mm-hmm. they go have to go to emergency mm-hmm. surgery. You know, I'm going to start lighting candles before Comic Cons to make sure everybody's well and safe because they can't be lying. Of course, they, they can't be. It's just, <laughs> yeah, their uncle twice removed in the hospital in a coma. You know, the the hardest things in life happen right before Comic Con, and you know, I should start praying and lighting candles for those people. I'm right there with you, man. I know it's 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 too bad that those things, specific things happen exactly on that day to everybody all at once. It's just the nature of life, I guess. It, it, really lack of support and lack really lack of balls in that town to be honest it really was you know if if i'm giving you money you know and you're selling tickets you sell five tickets or whatever you know that takes money off the table i'm tr- i i expect them to be pushing them during sales and even when i walk in these places and you know if a part-timer to know how i was i, I said hey do you guys have uh, comic-con tickets oh we have tickets here you know it wasn't mm-hmm. well known that they did really any almost any business save a few but i'd go in and test those people and they had no clue what they were doing you know and for me to walk around this with my kids and barry and go to the park just to go hang out and catch pokemon and we've got you know homeless people there talking all sorts of trash and you know, it's just not the most welcoming place on earth i wanted to help change that there's very few people that want to change that and I really had a desire to change that and make something better than it was. I mean, when Natasha got a video and was being harassed left and right for being in cosplay, you know, I, I took notice and, you know, I really shut some people down. Was this a Facebook video? A, oh, yeah. There was a video um, put out by a Spencer Fewer dickhead. Um, <laughs> she was out <laughs> handing out postcards to um, and he cut the video as she was handing the postcards and he said, be careful about hit- with hitchhikers, this, you know, calling her whore and everything else. And, you know, all I could say is that's the basic treatment we would get. Wait, this was a we random person recording her doing this. It wasn't someone you hired Correct. to do this, like for your own promotion. Correct. Correct. Wow. What is wrong with people? Hmm. And, and by the way, all the people on that video that were part of that saying all those things, all work at 802 Toyota. Right next to Walmart. Oh, wonderful. Okay. I'd like to so think I, that this, would, is, this would be, I don't know. I'd like to think that we live in a culture now where things have changed. We have, what, 18 blockbuster Marvel movies in a row, more Star Wars movies than people care to have, and 
we still have like small town ethics with air quotes coming into all this where it's like she's wearing a thing with boobies yeah. she's a whore right. yeah it's like we, we right, are we, exactly. what, like what does this town want tractors and, like, and motorcycles Right, and the guy's wearing a fucking Batman shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's doing it probably ironically, I guess, if he knew what that word meant. Yeah, no. Right, exactly. I mean, the the hard part is for every asshole out there, there's five that we love. But those people that I term assholes is that's what they are, and I don't give two shits whether they. I hope they hear this because I I am calling people out left and right. I've I've watched what I said on Facebook over the last five years. I didn't want to offend. But now the gloves are off, man. Now, if you're going to be an asshole, I will call you out. If you're going to, you know, bother my wife or talk about my kids, I will call you out. You know, it's the lack of professionalism across the board, not just in Barrie, in Vermont, but also around the con scene. The con scene has gotten very ugly, very fast. There's clicky people. There's, there, It's like a big turf war of geeks. People that were picked on their whole lives are now the bullies. Mm-hmm. They didn't learn a damn thing. You know, and trust me, I've received death threats over the years. And, you know, I shake them off like, yeah, okay, because they're going to show up with Wolverine claws. And, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I actually asked you about that uh, off air, like, if you had kept any of those death threats. And you said, no, you just deleted them and moved on with your life. But, like, can I just, can I ask, what what were they over? Like, what could someone about a Comic-Con take so seriously that they feel like they can threaten another human being's life? Uh, let's see. Um, the fact that I am not from Vermont I was the main reason. Okay. I, I am a flatlander who deserves to either be lynched. I'm paraphrasing of some one of the ones I was sent. Who I would rather see lynched than run a business in the state because all you out of staters are pigs. Okay. You so, know. Yeah, no one's and, really a Vermonter. The state's only been around for so many years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like, I mean, like, I, 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 I could maybe understand that you coming in as a Walmart and crushing mom and pop businesses, but there was zero, like, you brought a con to Vermont like that and, like, that's something that wasn't being yeah. done. So It's like Roy or somebody put together a show at the Elks Lodge and I was trying to trash him. You know, there was, that yeah. didn't exist before I entered. I actually didn't even enter Vermont when I got Vermont Comic Con. I did all the legal work, had my lawyer draft up LLCs and things like that. I pretty much legal zoomed my way to, along with my lawyer, to make sure this was a reality and then we could take it away. I still retain the rights now. You know, I'm not giving them up unless somebody pays me. And it's for sale for anybody that wants to buy. I'm going to put on Facebook Marketplace or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, there comes a time when you look at your wife and say, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, why are we out killing ourselves? I tore a tendon over the weekend on Sunday, you know, in my knee, and, and she's, she has military injuries. She's already using a cane, you know? So, I'm like, why are we beating ourselves up for people that don't give a shit? Like, why? It's, it seems asinine that we should take what we have and retire. We got plenty to do that with. We just bought a house in New Hampshire. I'll miss the fans. I'll miss people like you guys that I love interacting with. I'll miss some of the artists. I'll miss some of the vendors. I'll miss some people but even the vendors and some of the some of the artists some of the vendors you're always going to have that dickhead in the crowd that just will get a table and shit talk to you through the whole show i mean we have that it's the culture and, and i think maybe it has to do with current politics I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm very liberal when it comes to social issues and things like that i you know i call myself a feminist on facebook i am i have four daughters and a wife i support their rights to be anything they want but the current culture doesn't support that 
it's sad. You would figure that, uh, you know, rights should be equal among everybody, but also respect should be equal among everybody. And there's a very much a lack of respect. I mean, if I go to your business and say, we're having an event that does benefit your town directly, I have ticket money to give you. And also we're supporting these local charities. Would you, would you put, please put a poster in your window? No, that's not our thing. <laughs> okay. I can almost accept that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll begrudgingly may ask why and be nice about it. But when you sign up and say, yes, I'm going to do your show. I would like a booth. I'd like this. I'd like that. And can you promote it my business? Yes, yes, yes. And we'll even buy tattoos and get tattooed. And then less than a week before the show, you're going to email me saying, you know, I, I think we're just not going to do this one. To a promoter, that is a, that's a stake to the heart. That's a, I just got fucked by somebody I support. It's kind of like your parents saying, you know, after 43 years, you should go fuck yourself. You know, it, 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 it hurts. You know, we had that level of trust. We gave them way more money than they would have paid us. I mean, they were paying us $400. That's 200 for the tattoo shop and 200 for the hair salon. The fact that they couldn't do that, even after we paid them a lot of money over, over months or year, I, I thought there was no excuse to be that unprofessional. And businesses in Barry don't mess with me and call me out and say, why are you trashing our city? Well, it is trashed. I'm not trashing it. I'm calling out the facts here. And if you think it's a city that fully supports everybody and has rainbows and puppy dogs, you need glasses and you need to go see a psychiatrist. You really do. Because there's a lot of problems. I mean, even the parks are vandalized. Everything that the few people that care, like Mr. Tupper Giles or Ms. Higby or anything like that, they try to really make that a place that families want to go to. Meanwhile, the other 80 to 99% of the dickheads that are out there make it a place nobody wants to even go to. It's sad, because there's a very few that fight a good fight, and there's the others that just sit by idly and watch the world burn. It's really disgusting. I mean, you know, I, I, it'd be for me to be the judge and Oh no, I, I do agree. Like I like that. I, I just moved to Barry myself. I bought a house there. Um, I like the town as a whole. It had a nice facelift over the last few years. But when you look yep. at like the Central Park in the middle of town, which is a beautiful park, I wouldn't want to bring my kids there because it's always full of homeless people. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, you're not calling homeless people bad by saying their existence is bad. I'm calling the town bad for not figuring out a way to deal with their existence. Something so small, such a small area. And it's a small town. It's not like nope. it's a thousand homeless people. It's like a dozen. Like, just find a like, find a place for them. Well, the thing is, I see I see help wanted in a bunch of their windows. Do they go out for jobs to these people? They they need a leg up. They need they don't need just a handout. They need a leg up to get somewhere where they can have some self respect, where they can feel good about themselves, where they can feel like they have a chance. I only hear, and they can be as hypocritical and call me an asshole all they want, but they're hypocritical because I'll go into business and say, oh, see those homeless people up there? They should fucking go somewhere else. Okay, they're, you're, they're your issue. You're there in their community. They're part of your community. Help them out. Give them clothes. Give them food. Give them a cup of coffee. You know? Pretty much, Shit. yeah. I mean, everybody wants to just help themselves. You know, we're, we, we did a lot of charity work over the last five years, a hell of a lot. You know, when we go to do these anti-bullying things with our Always Be a Superhero program, we do it for free. You know, they need us. They request us. I don't get a speaking fee. I don't bother to ask. I ask for a cup of coffee, really, or, or, or a bottle of water if they got it, if they got it. I don't even demand it. They're like, hey, do you want to, uh, you know, 
you want to do this anti-bullying thing at our place? Yes, absolutely. Um, do you guys have like bottled water or a cup of coffee I could snag while I'm there? Cool, if not, whatever. You know, even the Vermont Public Library that was with us for five years, almost five years, they pulled out four days for the show. You know, we're having some, uh, we're having some, uh, what do they call it? Organizational changes and things like that. Hey, are you are you kidding me? So, between all you guys, forty tables pop out of the show. I don't have to scramble instead of promoting or preparing or doing the next bit of legwork. Now I'm doing double time getting no sleep because you decided to put a $750 hole in my floor plan, which is going to be impossible to replace a few days for the show. You know, it's, it's disgusting to me, the level of professionalism that's out there. Thank God I'm not part of the scene anymore. I mean, I've never been happier this, week, this past week. I've tracked every day what I've done, and my level of creativity went through the roof. I'm writing a memoir. Um, I'm 50 pages into it about the last five years and how just disgusting and ugly the scene is. It could be beautiful if people had the right attitudes. Ooh, hey, you anti-harassment. Th- this might be a zero li- tolerance. This might be a little impromptu, you know? but if uh, Jer and I take a moment and talk amongst ourselves, could you find us an excerpt to read? Um, not yet, but I will give it to you in the future. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to hear this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm literally outside of my porch, and the wife's getting Zoe to bed, and my computer's up in my bedroom. Um, it would take me like literally ten minutes, just, um, just like a former Comic Con runner to make excuses. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm basically, going to say things like you know the names are changed to protect the guilty, um, but I've gotten up to where I first started in this business, selling comics at a flea market while working a dock for a feed company, managing a dock. To right now, I'm right near starting um, in the middle of almost opening doors to Vermont Comic Con one. Um, I mean, I had a partner that year that was a total dink who gave 10% of the money for the down payment on the Sheridan, which was like peanuts. And, you know, wanted half the business, kicked them out. Other people wanted the business, kicked them out. Had people I was stepping back, kicked them out. You know, it wasn't until Natasha until I had a complete staff. You know, the, it's, it's amazing when, when you have a, when you have a car that people want to drive or you have some clothes that people want to wear, they'll just take it from you, man, if you let them. And when you don't let them, they'll just hate you anyway, you know. So I, I owe the state of Vermont, not as a whole, but the people that, and they know who they are, I owe them a big glass and go fuck yourself. Like, you can, you can go back to working at Best Buy. I'll be retired for the rest of my life. I can, I can sit comfortably knowing that I accomplished, as an out-of-stater, what nobody in Vermont could accomplish. And there's people that did support me that I will keep in touch with, but I, as, as a rule right now, I'm never going back to Vermont. I am that soured and disgusted by the people and their emails. I, I sent all the emails to this person I spoke with and all the texts, and they're bringing them to city council tonight, actually, to say, here's why Vermont Comic Con's not going to happen anymore. Oh, wait, yeah, wait, wait. I didn't, I didn't know about this. Could we uh, could we back up two steps? Um, what happened? Sure, sure. Well, it stems from a bigger problem. Um, we went in there, city council, and mind you, I have no gripes against city council. They're we had uh, John LePage, who also was, uh, I forget the name of the clown, I feel like a jerk. For, um, yeah, you had told me he, previously he, he, that they had all dressed up like superheroes even and were really cool with you guys. Yes, the, the city council were great supporters of the show. I mean, from Mayor Herring to uh, Mr. Trooper Giles, Mr. McKenzie, Ms. Higby, I'm forgetting a few, and Mr. LePage, and I really wish everybody else top of my head, but there's several of them, they were all dressed up in cosplay, and they showed the support for us. They did not fail us 
Um, the, the one request that we went to, whether it's red tape or whatever, we went in there with two directives. One, we're going to explain the shows and what they are because not everybody knows what a Comic-Con is. <clears throat> and two, we were trying to have Barry adapt a code of conduct that mirrored our show uh, policies, like our anti-harassment, zero, zero tolerance for any of that crap, um, weapons policies, things like that. We wanted to have Barry adopt a code of conduct that they're still working on. I don't know how politics run, but I'm sure it's all red tape or finding out the logistics of making it happen. I'm guessing so we're hoping it's slow. To at least, yeah, we're hoping to still at least help them with that. I have no gripes with city council. Those people are spectacular. They're, they're part of the very few that I mentioned that are trying to make Barry a success, a happy place, family-friendly, but it takes more than them to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It more takes the, the crony business owners, mm -hmm. that are second or third generation business owners on Main Street, <laughs> that are just content with things the way they are because it's not working. They like status quo. Status quo isn't good for anybody. Change some shit up, you know? I mean, change it up to where people... Embrace your stigma, Barry. Embrace it. People talk crap about you all the time. Embrace it. Make it... Put on t-shirts. Barry, we have stigma. You know, bear, hashtag Barry stigma or something. Yeah, yeah. And have it be a joke. Put a giant Godzilla in the middle of town by the, by the railroad tracks and have people come see it. It'll be... It's the, the, the Quarry Museum, who goes there? You know, sure, it's historic and great, but how many times can you go there? Build something new. Do something else. Be creative. Have a sidewalk sale where, you know, you can invite anybody. Have some sort of thing where you can really get the city involved. And not just status quo sucks, man. Because if it was just status quo, I would have still been in one-fourth of Sheraton downstairs, having a little show, not worrying about much, and not, not being innovative and not creating more. But it was never enough for me. You know, it's, it's sad that people really just don't... And trust me, when I call people out and I shake stuff up, I'm the bad guy. And I, I love, love being the bad guy. I love it. You know, whether it's Vermont cosplayers or whatever. I, I have... Uh, people have my name on a, on a death list like you wouldn't believe. And good for them. You know, they should take that attitude and that hate and turn it around and try to do something positive. You want to run the show? Go ahead, man. Be my guest. You'll see how thankless this fucking job is. You know, you really will. But I do feel bad, really. I, part of the decision, the hardest part of the decision was the fan interaction over the last five years and the stories that I was told and the people that really gave a shit about the show. And I feel bad letting them down. It, it does hurt me. Um, it, it, it really brings me to tears. The amount of stories I hear where I brought my seven-year-old who was sick and it was the best experience of their lives. Or you know, this brought my family together or, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of heartwarming stories over the years and I feel bad about that part. I mean, but the, at the end of the day, I have to do what's best for my family. And that is not to be in Vermont doing conventions. I mean, my daughters are 18, seven, seven and five. I missed the first a majority of the first five to six years of their lives because I was in Vermont pounding the pavement, going to ball games and 50 plus expos and Renaissance fairs and comic stores and church street and VFWs and you name it. It's not what's best for my kids. So we sat the family down as families do. And said, so what do we want to do? Do we want to do this another year? What do you girls think? You know, would you like daddy to be here every day to do your homework with you? Would you like me to be happy? <laughs> would you like me not to kill my knees every day? You know, and we just made a decision as a family. But of course, when you make that decision, then the wolves come out. You know, we're not there anymore. Now we're being shit-talked. And good for them. I mean, I'm glad 
we've taken up real estate in people's minds and we're, we're there to stay because they have no recourse anymore. They can't say, well, you know what? If you don't do this, we won't support you. Well, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I don't need your support. You know, I'm done. I have no reason to kiss your butt anymore. You're being a terrible person. You, you put a big, huge hole in our show that we had to, we had to take two days for the show to, to recreate. You know, you're hurting a fellow business owner. You're hurting their livelihood. And you want us to be thankful for the opportunity? No, I don't think so. I did spend some time after your live feed today uh, reading through all the comments on the live feed on Facebook under uh, multi-conventions, and I was ecstatic to see that there were so many people with an outpouring of love and adoration for the con and a, a great sadness for it leaving the state. Um, I was very glad to actually see almost, I believe, zero negativity in that thread. Like, that was really, really good to see that people were happy with the overall product sad to see you go and no one was right. piping in and being like good fucking riddance you know mm -hmm. yeah and, and to all those people i i was astonished at the amount of support um you know because those are the people we built the show for that was it's not for it's not just for hey i kind of like comics i want to come in it's the people that say i am i have major anxiety you made me feel welcome you know things like that i'm sad to see it go keep in touch you know, it's just a show. It is a fucking show on a weekend. It takes a year to put together and to crumble in a heartbeat if business owners decide to be dicks. But yeah, the people that really had no point of support, like the Vermont comic creators, um, Nate Walpole reached out to me personally, a bunch of people did, and posted on the comic creator site, like, thank, I want to thank Jay Moulton for all the support for the indie creators. And he highlighted us at all the shows, et cetera, et cetera. I'm an indie creator myself. I know how hard it is to get your books out there, but this is someone that I go back and forth with on a fun hockey level because he's a, he's a Leafs fan. I'm a Bruins fan. Um, so we have a great, you know, you know we, we have a great time being, being hockey guys. But to see all the groups we were a part of really say, you know what, we need to take a break and we need to thank them was shocking. And I appreciate every sentiment. You know, but if they knew the real story, if they, if they knew that businesses, in my opinion, um, were one of the major factors, like that whole Main Street. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a real quick story about that. Okay, um, we had a big screen that you guys were set up near at the show. Well, that gentleman, uh, John, real great guy. We gave him space for the screen. He didn't charge us for the screen. We didn't charge him for the space. We put on a bunch of pictures, the, the panels, et cetera, et cetera, to have people have less questions and know about the show. We also went in and called every Barry business, say, hey, you know, I know you've been selling tickets or trying to. I don't know how many you've sold because I'm not going to ask you to go after the show's over. But for $50 for the weekend, you can put a coupon up there. You can put an advertisement up there. You can put coupons in our VIP bags, on our tables. We will get people to go to your business. And not one said yes. Not one. Jesus. Yeah, you think that's a drop in the bucket. I mean, it's just, for a business, it, yeah, it's right. like... It, it's the ignorance it's of the local businesses being run by people yeah. who really don't get modern culture. And modern marketing or anything like that. Modern how marketing, you, how yeah. you get into people's heads and right. head, then you wonder the, why you don't get any business. These are people who think they're nailing it with Facebook. Duh. Yep, they think, they think that their best course of action is to open their doors and people will just show up. Like, I promote... Not today. Like, like a mofo. I could have free fucking Ferraris at the show, but if I don't tell people about them, they won't come get them. You know, 
I have to make sure every single day I'm out there. I haven't taken a day off in six years. I mean, not a day. I've, I may have slept in an extra day or, or you know, took a nap in the middle of the day, but I'm making phone calls, get, taking phone calls on Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything, you know, in the middle of my kids opening up presents. And now it's, it's, it's not time for that anymore. It's, it's time for me to say I, I completely appreciate everybody that appreciated the show. The people that would talk trash about the show, even at events we're at, go fuck yourself. Don't need you. Don't want you. You know, I know who you are. You know who you are. You're probably listening, and I hope you are. I hope to God you are. You know, send me death threats for being Catholic. Send me death threats for being not from Vermont. Send me death threats and call me a pig because I'm an out-of-stater. There's the respect factor that you need to work on, people. There's, there's, someone, there's someone sitting there right now listening to this going, oh, well, you know, Jay, you know, yeah, he just came in and made a lot of money and retired. Yeah, I did. But I also did the hard work to get there. You know, I, I, put, I put forth so much effort and so much caring to the show that I took offense when people were saying crap about it or would try to blackball me because I'm from out of state or maybe they didn't like my beard, I don't know. But I came in, I stomped ass, I created a show that nobody had created before in Vermont, and I, it was time for me to leave, so I left. I, I went out the way I wanted to go out, which was five years, I've had eight shows, and you know, if, if I wasn't going to be appreciated, I had every right to walk away and play golf the rest of my life. I had every right because I own the business. Natasha, same way. She begged me not to do the show next year because she's worried about my knees. She's worried about my health. She's worried about my mental state because I get stressed about the show. But at the same time, we don't have to do the shows. I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to keep doing my comics and books. She's going to go back to her master's. She's going to help people for a living, and I admire that. You know, So we built this show. We built it better together. And now it's us saying... The show's for sale if you want it, but um, we're retired. But I wanted to actually talk a little bit about, um, just because, you know, uh, obviously take this opportunity as well to talk about a little bit of the positivity that's coming out of it and what you're doing after the fact. And you've touched a little bit on the memoir, and you just mentioned, uh, you know, being in a creative, uh, you know, kind of bump right now after the fact. I don't know if you want to touch on some of the specifics of what you've been working on. I know you had a comic, um, you know, premiere uh, at one point uh, at the Vermont Comic Con, actually, at least it was the first time I saw it, called Hush. And I was curious if you had anything uh, you're going to be working on in that regard or if you've, you know, moved on to additional things. I'm just curious what the positive parts after Vermont Comic-Con look like for Jay and his family. Well, the life after Comic-Con, it, it is restful. <laughs> it's like I went to retirement. People that really just, um, people just, that I, I didn't think I'd ever attained. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I've already worked on my next script for the next book. I'm work, currently working on my third script. Um, so that it's coming along so well. The creative flow is back. Um, the memoir I've got 50 pages in 52 really um, and I'll be working on uh, a comic that uh, for a vendor that wanted to create his own superhero so I'll be writing that up um, I got Rusty Gilligan who worked at Marvel, DC and everywhere else doing some of the art illustration in the memoir um, I've got a couple artists that want to do covers for these um, Jay Moores and I are going to be working on Hush the comic that we've been working on um, so we've got a lot of other things. I've got I've got um, a couple of business lectures I'll be doing uh, at a couple of universities and across New Hampshire. Um, I've de- I've declined any invitation to come back to Vermont for the meantime. I'm taking a year off of Vermont. I'm taking a year off of conventions completely. I'm going to refocus on my kids. I'm going to refocus on my family, and I'm going to refocus on learning how to have fun again. And actually, uh, if I can sleep past 4 a.m. out of habit, um, 
it'd be great. I, I can't really do that right now, but you know, getting up at four and driving to, et cetera. You know, I'd like to. I'm reconnecting with my, you know, like my uh, my, my chi. I guess I'm re- I'm getting a little bit more peace in my life. You know, I don't have to wake up to phone calls and emails and everything under the sun of people I just want, want, want. Um, agents and things like that. I can roll over, kiss Natasha, and say, "Good morning, honey. What would you like me to make for breakfast?" Uh, you know, let's get the kids off to school and let's have a cup of coffee on the porch and let's relax. Let's do something fun. Let's go see a movie. We've seen like two since we've been together. You know, let's go, let's just go hold hands and walk down the street. You know, things that people take for granted they can do every day. You know, let's, let's, let's have a barbecue with friends. Let's get together and watch football with people. Or let's go take it a hockey game. Ah, uh, normality. We, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving being normal, man. I mean, I got a lot of Xbox in this week, which is, I I hadn't turned it on in almost a year. Um, you know, I connect with my family on that. They all live out of state, most of them. Most of them mass. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm being a normal dad who brings the kids to school and picks them up, feeds them lunch and dinner or whatever, um, spends time with them and teach them how to read and write and really, you know, I, I did student teaching years ago. It wasn't for me. Um, just didn't want to didn't want to make that low, little money and be thanks very little, but it just wasn't for me to schedule and fit. And, um, you know, when you got a family to support, you got to make more than 28 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm being a normal dude. You know, I, I don't want to have, although my, my daughter Bella is pissed right off because she can't go into stores anymore in Vermont, look at the poster, point at me in front of a crowd and say, my daddy's famous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, you could be. you could just keep making fake posters yeah, that's true. and she just putting them up in stores you're about to go into. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a pisser because she's just like her dad. She's headstrong. She's smart. She's tough. She's a tough little kid. Um, but she has all love and admiration for what her dad did. My 18 year old same way. Came to my show year first. First show was year three. Um, you know she was. Her and her boyfriend came up, and uh, you know, I love them both, John and Jilly. I'm thankful you guys got to the show. Love you guys, and I know they're listening. They will be listening when your podcast is. Um, when she came up to me and said, "You know, Dad, you did this year three I just said, "Wow, my kid's proud of me." And this year, she goes, "Dad, you're right. You need to rest. You need to retire. I'm worried about you. I see what goes on here behind the scenes. You're right. This scene is ugly, and it's it's time for you to be happy." My 18-year-old that goes to UNH, I mean, she's wise beyond her years. And, you know, she's she's been through this journey with me since my first show in New Hampshire. And for her to tell me flat out, after she was upset, I, wasn't, I was closing the shows. She knew well in advance. When she saw behind the scenes of how people treat me, how people treat Natasha, and things that are said, you know, tongue-in-cheek, like, yeah, Dad, you know what? You need to retire. I think you'll be happier working on your books and you'll be happy you're doing you know pretty much doing whatever the fuck you want because let's face it when you're in retirement and you're you're kind of set you literally can do whatever the hell you want you know it's not a bragging thing it's very much like i worked my ass off to get here thing no it makes a lot of sense and for her that's uh wise beyond her years um 
much respect. Uh, that's a it's a good family yeah. dynamic you have. Sounds like you've raised some good kids, and you've definitely made a good product for Vermont that will be well missed into yeah. the future. And I, I would say for the folks listening who have uh, you know uh, met each other, and hopefully people have already come to this conclusion, met each other at the cons and are bummed because they're closing down because that's where you got in you know in touch with people and stuff. Is you, you can know, come form- to Jer's house? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm not inviting people over here. <laughs> but uh, if you uh, you know, I would I would just you know say you know just because those are the places you got together doesn't mean that's the only place you can get together. I mean, obviously start creating some Facebook groups, start creating some other groups and, you know, keep your dynamic going, keep that little yeah. group of friends you you met there and you loved hanging out with there. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the end of it just because the con specifically is there. It's probably great that it brought so many connections together and so many creative together. We've met a lot of artists uh, I'm, I've been in touch with, um, you know, hoping, hoping to either collaborate or buy more stuff off of a lot of them. Uh, so, you know, we've benefited as well from that, and you know that's that's how I plan on carrying that on. And to any of the uh, younger, more entrepreneurial people who are listening, hopefully in the state of Vermont, there's really no reason why anyone can't go out there, uh, put their feet to the road, just like Jason Moulton did, and create something. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no reason why we can't have a barcade in Montpelier or Barrie. Uh, there's no reason why we can't have a better comic shop than that Wonder Cards and Comics abortion. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Getting right into it, are you? Yeah. I fucking hate them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you've opened some doors here, uh, Jay. Like, seriously, I tell people all the time, the show is one weekend a year. What are you doing the rest of the year? Get together. Yeah. Get some fresh air. Go to, go catch Pokemon together. I've yeah. met a lot of people in Vermont just promoting on. We did Pokemon events because we're nerds. I mean, let's Same. say it. I, I play I, I, I play two and have made many friends through it. Yeah. Yeah, and we went up there. We give tickets away, or we just talk to you like, what do you want to see at the show? Or, you know... And those, I, we try to go a little incognito at first, but like, hey, you guys do those videos. Like, yeah, you know, sure, yeah, we do. But what do you want to see? I mean, do you, do you have your Ben? Oh, yeah, I go every year. It's been fantastic. It's year one. Like, you know, I, I, how can we change it to make it better? What, and you guys do groups throughout the year that meet up because we're just, we, we're one week in a year, man. We're not every day. You know, you, there's plenty of people you connect with, and it's a great community of geeks. But, of course, you know, then there's that other side. Mm-hmm. There's the, the bright side and happy side. And there's the ugly side, yeah, the ones that are I've, elitist, think they're better than everyone else, mm-hmm. and will go out of state and do other shows and don't do their own shows in Vermont because I won't let them run a cosplay contest, boo-hoo. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I make hard decisions. I have to make hard decisions with this business because what they do or what somebody do is reflected on me. So when I don't think it's appropriate and I say no, I become their mortal enemy. You know, and those people like us in the video, let it go, man. Get rid of the fucking hate. What are you really hating on? I'm glad I gave you a platform to bitch. Yeah, it takes but so much energy to really hate, too. Just, just cut it. it just, your life will be so much better just to chill the fuck out. I don't know how I take real estate up in Vermont in people's heads. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, if I'm public enemy number one, so be it. I don't care. You know, I've got thick skin. Call me an asshole. You know, whatever. I well, don't care. You're on I, our I mind care. a lot. Now, don't worry about that. And we love your beard, too. So, Jason, you're always on my mind. I'm <laughs> <laughs> if I'm drunk material, it's all. Um, but the hard thing, those people, the message I have for them is, hey man, I don't hate you, I love you. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care at all. You know, I'm not here to really split hairs. I'm here to say, you know, guys, stop being ugly. Be more inclusive. Get people together. Like live, do something fun. You know, we're just a show, man. We're just a show. We're not real life. We are a weekend of fun, family friendly. I appreciate my business. I enjoyed it. I think our accomplishments speak for themselves. But for those people that really may say about it, try it. Go for it. You want to run a show? Go for it. And then you can come back to me and say, dude, you were right. This is so hard. 
You know, I think I was an idiot for doing a lot this long, but you know, it just shows that we were proud of. That sounds honestly like the perfect capper to this interview. Um, we don't want to cut you off completely. Uh, we'd like to give you an opportunity real quick. Uh, do you have a final piece you'd like to give? And would you like to promote any of your future works or tell anyone where to go after hearing this to find out more about the future of you or know more about the con and its uh, demise? Sure. We're, we're taking... Um we're t- we, we are deleting the Vermont Horror and Green Mountain Comic Expo pages out of existence. We are going to keep the Comic-Con Facebook page up to be able to check in. We've, we've made an open-door policy throughout the years that if anyone is feeling threatened, if anybody's lonely, if anybody needs somebody to talk to, we're here. Our phone numbers, our personal numbers are on there. You know, please don't prank us. But, you know, we answer the phone, and we'll, we'll listen to people. It's what we do. I mean, our anti-bullying speaks for itself. We have let our numbers get out there. So we can help people. I also have a fan page, Jay Moulton, just letter J. Uh, she's got Natasha Moulton. We're going to be doing videos on those. We may do some more videos on Comic-Con. But if there's somebody out there that wants to run a show, it's like the real big fish. You know, the great band said, don't start a band. I mean, honestly, people have come to me in a group saying, we want to do this show. And I said, well, let me talk to you out of it because I, I like you people and you're good people with good souls. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want that life for you. I really don't. It's a hard job. If you're single and have no family, I would prefer you to be that way because you'll lose your family and your support. Um, but yeah, I'm working on my memoir. I've not, it's untitled as of yet. I've come up with a bunch of funky titles. I've got a couple comics in the works. They'll all be on the fan pages. But we will be posting on Comic-Con here and there, just not in the, here's what's coming into the show next. Um, you know, whatever comes out of the city council meeting tonight might be on there. Any news that comes down the pipe will be on there. I may out a few people. I may, I may throw some punches. But that's me. The, the Jay Moulton that had to be quiet for the last five years to, for business reasons on Facebook. The gloves are now off. So anybody that wants to take a swing at me, just know that I'm hitting back. But, yeah, we're happy, man. We're retired. We are thankful for the fans. We're thankful for the people that did support us. But we want to let people know that there are people out there you got to watch out for. They may wear police uniforms. They may, they may be a teacher. They may run a bookstore. But you got to watch out for the people that really don't support the good feelings in the world. You know, don't take just take everything at face value. Don't trust too much. Yeah, you heard it here first. Don't same, uh, don't trust cops, uh, bookstore people, or teachers. Everybody, <laughs> everybody gets together. Actually, to be honest, uh, Officer Burrell, hats off to him and Officer Flory and Barry. Mm, yep. Love those guys. They, since we've been to Barry, have been overly supportive. Always attention to detail. Always asking how we're doing. Buying us coffee, et cetera, et cetera. Great, 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 great guys, and they're very humble and personal uh you know, I, would, I would agree with that definitely they're, they're they're fantastic i mean and like i said like i said city council great by far and large great but i will be calling up those i did on the show and on the video that literally f us in the a all right as we leave but, this no, show I, jason Moulton is going to read a list of people <laughs> by far and large thank you for five awesome years yeah we accomplished a lot We'll have those posters hanging in our office when we're old and gray, or next week when we're old and gray, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll appreciate that, and I hope somebody comes up with the idea to do it again. I just I will support them. Um, if they want to buy the show, great. If not, make your own. I've got all the contacts and logos and resources and everything else, and I'm willing to give that away for a very small price. So I, I will not consult for you. I will not work for you. <laughs> I, I am gone. I'm Casper, and I'm writing my books. 
Well, that's great, and we we uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about that. And again, it's bittersweet. I'm glad that the uh, the future for Jay Moulton uh, and your family looks pretty bright. And uh, this isn't the last our listeners are going to hear from you because as you uh, create stuff, uh, especially your new books, your memoir, I do hope that you'll be popping back on the show as you start coming out with new content or just have anything to say, really. So not the not the last time we'll be hearing from you. Like I always do. Um, I I will still listen to you guys. I love you guys. I think you're great. I wish you all the best. Um, I I I. I you know, I, I have a lot of respect for you guys. You guys have been great over the years. Um, but, I, you know, we're going we're gonna to ghost out for at least a year. And But when things start to come to fruition, we'll start printing things like that. We'll send you some copies. You can, you know, put it on the show. We'll be on the show whenever you want us to be. Excellent. That sounds good, definitely. All right, well, thank you, Jason Moulton, for being on. And, uh, well, that was a great interview. Um, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right, Jason, thank you very much for being on. That was great. Uh, yeah. Chair, um, I got to say, I'm definitely sad about Vermont Comic Con going away, but I, 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 I can't be selfish in thinking that, my God, I need this to keep going at the detriment of another human being. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to be selfish, and I, he should have worked himself to fucking death. And he should have died on the Comic Con floor, and that's when I would have been happy. Walking over his lifeless fucking body on my way to buy, to buy a creepy comic from Warren Comics. No, that being said, uh, that's a joke. Obviously, we love the guy. No, that's why people come to listen to on this show. Polarizing opinions. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're just like just like America, we divide and and uh, and conquer. And the, the thing to do is. Um, uh, like we said, you know, you can keep up on all that stuff, hopefully on the, on the Facebook page as they keep things updated. Because once again, this shouldn't mean the end of any communications or contacts you've, you've had with people and groups. Uh, hopefully folks out there are still going to uh, keep things going and maybe even create something out of it. The one, uh, the one thing I am bummed about is we never got to experience a, uh, a Vermont horror convention. And I do hope uh, that somebody can p- at least pick up a torch of, of a small one of those because I've always wanted one of those. I feel like they would be more, more of a niche than uh, a straight-up Comic-Con, probably a little uh, sparse attended relative to that but I would still love to see one of those so maybe maybe uh, people don't go crazy picking up the full comic-con because that'll you know kill you but maybe just a tiny little horror one would be great anybody out there I'm love it I'm too lazy to do it although I think we'd probably be pretty good uh, uh, at least figuring out what to do but we both have you know these uh, other uh, other yeah other lives and, and jobs and and family and whatnot around it so now, if uh, I figure this episode probably got a few more first-time listeners than yeah. other episodes, mainly because of the guest and because of the uh, the content being local and such. Yeah. So, uh, for anyone listening who's maybe a first-time listener who's still tuning in past the interview, uh, things to look forward to in the future on the Lost Known podcast. Uh, we are having Lloyd Kaufman back on in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on the show before. Uh, he was a bit of a talker, which was a great thing. We ended up doing a two-part episode with him, two hours of Lloyd Kaufman. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he's coming back to talk about his latest feature film and to talk a little and bit about... Who knows what else? Well, I, I've already gotten it cleared. We're going to talk a little bit about James Gunn's yep, firing. I, because, yep, that uh, one's going to be... I'm really, I've am really. i been curious since we got, we got him back on because I know that he obviously has a great relationship with James and you know, James kind of got his start doing trauma movies with uh, Tromeo and Juliet. And uh, I also know that Lloyd uh, definitely pulls no punches because he's not part of the big Hollywood system. He can say whatever the fuck yeah, he wants yeah. about anybody. So I'm curious, especially as somebody uh, so outspoken as him, what he has to say about that. For, for the few of you out there who are curious about what we're talking about, James Gunn, the uh, writer-director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, is famously fired after some old tweets. Uh, it was announced today that they are Disney is going to hypocritically keep his script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 I know but, originally they but were not yeah. let him direct it yeah. so we now enter into some new muddy territory of cinema culture 
where it's okay to use someone until you don't need them, but then use what you need when you don't well, want them. Well, especially when the reason you uh, get rid of them is because supposedly they don't fit into the Disney culture, but apparently the stuff they write does is fine. In other words, it has nothing... To, it was all about uh, you know business pressure. And I understand <laughs> businesses doing what businesses need to do, but the way they were pressured into doing that, especially by essentially alt-right crazy, I mean, has, is ridiculous. Has Disney ever seen a Sarah Silverman stand-up act or her show, and she's the voice of the main character in... In, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, which is yes, getting a sequel, getting a which sequel, comes out soon. Which I mean, which I'm I'm looking forward to. I, I, I this love is Wreck-It no Ralph, dissing but... on Sarah Silverman. I freaking love her. Oh but no, no, are but you, they you were familiar say... with Sarah Silverman fucking black god on her show for like a season straight? Yeah. It's got to be one of those things that meets at least to the level of James Gunn's tweets. So, so... hear that, Disney? We're calling on you to fire Sarah Silverman. <laughs> And, but, and take Wreck-It Ralph off the shelf. No, we we just we think it's ridiculous, and also the fact that they were pressured into it by uh, you know all alt right crazies uh, to do this. And also, it didn't even seem like the legitimate um, Twitter sphere was blowing up like they do with other stuff. It seemed like a very premature move by them. And uh, I also think one that they un- unfortunately probably wish they could take back at this point, but can't. Hence the fact that they're probably keeping a script, trying to salvage what they yeah. can out of it. So yeah, look forward to uh, Lloyd Kaufman, owner of Troma Studios, the longest-running indie movie company in America and also home of uh, Toxic Avenger, Mm -hmm. to come back on the show and talk about his latest feature film. And we will also have some other surprise guests throughout the month of Halloween, as well as a lot of the good stuff you know from previous four to five years now of this show, of our uh, Halloween Spectaculars. We will... Probably be doing a skit at some point like we usually do. Yeah, we're thinking uh, of actually getting that one more into the uh, realm of uh, November because we're so bl- bloated with amazing good horror stories and stuff in October. We figure, you know, nothing says, first of all, November is just a shitty month. Nobody cares about Thanksgiving. You, you fucking, you know, smash your face full of food once and you're done with it. Yeah, so we're going to bleed you know? Halloween all the way into Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, so we're going to do that. So, you know, script-wise, uh, skit-wise, we'll be having some of that fun stuff come out. And then, of course, the Halloween month in general, we'll be talking all things... Uh, creepy horror folklore. We've got a bunch of stories all stashed up uh, throughout the year that we've been saving specifically for this occasion. Can't wait to talk about that to talk to Lloyd. All right, and uh, make sure before we leave you today to go hit us up on social medias. If you are a fan of the show as of today or in general, make sure to hit us up on anywhere podcasts are found, including iTunes. Subscribe there. Subscribe on Podbay, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Fuck them. Uh, anywhere else. Yep. That's my longstanding grudge. Exactly. Yep. Um, and if you are wanting to talk to us and be part of the culture of Lost Zone Podcast, become one of the Lost Nation, if you will, uh, go to Facebook and hit up the Lost at Home fan group there's a page and a fan group the page is fine for finding out when new shows drop or where new information is but the fan groups where we actually interact with our fans community interaction and we love it a lot of really active folks on there a lot of new folks that have popped up recently we uh say hello to you all and uh glad that people are are still uh interacting with one another and uh it's also a place for fun we don't we don't deal with negativity or arguing to to speak of we like people posting weird fun stupid stories and uh having fun comments on just like the show So, uh, without further ado, get lost. Get lost. We got the geeks all gathered up in one place. We got the people of the latest costumes on. We got lightsabers in the backpack. We're turning back. It's nonstop fun at Comic-Con.
gathered up in one place We see the people, all the latest costumes on Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Loki, Sailor Moon And Doctor Who is non-stop fun in Comic-Con Lockbox has got my wallet feeling so light To my left, a million comics and a million more to my right I just can't wait to get clipped inside my walking dead It's non-stop fun in Comic-Con Some of these folks, huh? I see a fellow podcast over here. Introduce yourself. My name is Gary. And I'm Faz. We, we run, run Geek Pod Squared, a geek, geek culture podcast. All right, thanks for coming, guys. I see another podcast right over there. Hey there, want to say hello to the listeners? Hi, my name's Cyber 109 of 109 Studios. I run Pod Geek, a podcast about geek culture. Okay, all right. How about this guy? What up, what up? My name's Lando. I'm sorry, and I run not. Geek no. Nerd Radio, the world's only geek culture podcast. Seriously? Oh, gee. Okay, let's try this again. You, hey you, huh? hey, want to say something to the Lost at Home podcast? Hey, me, uh, uh, sure, I guess. Uh, I'm here, I'm here having a great time. Uh, as you can see in full costume here, I run Radio Nerdcast Geek Fuck Pod, Christ. a geek culture no, podcast. Me. Me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this guy here, he doesn't look like a podcaster. Hey there, hey, hey, uh. you. Hey, uh, hey, uh, yeah, you're on Lost at Home. Say something to the subscribers. Uh, hey, my name's Roy. I'm a part-time magician, full-time sex offender. Shit, Jesus fucking Christ. How is it that among all these people I've happened across, what, like, four podcasts and a sex offender? And a magician. I was talking, like, tons of cool people earlier, like, fun, like, good people. Wait, wait, hold on, this guy, hold this guy here. I've seen this guy at things before, I think he's fine. Hey, hey, you, uh, hey, uh-huh. hey, want to introduce yourself to the Lost at Home podcast listeners? Oh, sure. My name's Troy. I'm Roy's brother. I run Gropecast, a sex offender podcast. Shit. We also chat about all things geek culture. Nope. I'm fucking done. I'm done.